This is a Triple J podcast. Hi, it's Pierre. Dee is unwell, but don't worry, she's still going to be on this bonus episode along with a very special guest, Girthmaster. And that's with two R's, by the way, if you want to look him up. But be warned, his Twitter page is extremely not safe for work. And that is because Girthmaster is one of Australia's biggest adult content creators. Like, literally, he's big downstairs. He's in the top 0.1% on OnlyFans, and I'm sure you've already guessed why. It's because he's got girth by the inches. Girthy, and yes, we're on nickname basis, obviously, is traveling the world and making adult content. So, of course, we wanted to know what that's like, but also we wanted to know more about his personal life, like whether he's casually dating and if anyone's turned him down because of his size. Because, let's be realistic, I mean, being hung downstairs... It's a dream for a lot of people, sure, but it can also be a bit of a nightmare. It's hard to keep an erection, lots of partners can't physically take you. So in this ep, you're going to hear from Girthmaster about how he got his start, navigating the adult industry as a guy, some tips and techniques on taking someone bigger, and so much more. It truly was a long chat. We've edited it down. There's going to be so much that we cover, and it's really, really fun. So please enjoy. What do we call you, Girth? Girthy? Girthy. Do you get any names? fine. You can call me Susan if it makes you happy. <laughs> I feel like around the office I was like, Girthy's coming in. Yes. As if well, I was pals. Well, my, my pseudonym on Hinge is Ben, if you like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, how did you come up with your name? I mean, it's pretty obvious. It, you know, it's, it's honestly the silliest thing because like, to me it was just like I never expected it to take off to the point it is now. So I, I picked a name that I thought was funny. I was thinking of the KitchenAid Mixmaster. Like the, <gasps> oh, yeah. The appliance. Yeah, yeah. Girthmaster made me laugh. It sounded like a transformer. Yeah. And then now the ball just kept rolling to this point and it's too late to change it. No, it's so good. It encapsulates your energy, the masculinity, the <laughs> um, dominance. Uh, let's not just talk about the energy. All right, let's not beat around the bush <laughs> because this is why you are doing so well. Um, give us the actual size. So it's seven inches around and eight inches long. So, like, if we're thinking about, like, emotional support, what about <laughs> it's, it's kind of like this is size. Is it It's a little skinnier than a Frank Green. Okay. okay. But it's about this length. I think this is about seven, seven inches. Yeah, I've got a picture on my Twitter actually comparing it to a Frank Green. Oh, I'm yeah. going to act like I didn't see it, but I definitely <laughs> did. We did not stalk your Twitter. We definitely oh, did no. the research. <laughs> We're just not going to make eye contact for the rest of this. I'm like, look up, look up, look up. <laughs> my eyes are up here. Um, I heard that you put up a picture of your dick on Tumblr that went viral. Yeah. And that's kind of like your origin story of like starting this whole thing, right? Absolutely, yeah, early days. Yeah. I think it started way back in the Tumblr days. I just kind of posted a dick pic and it went viral. And that's like an instant addiction from then on. Yeah. Like just that feedback you get. And yeah, that was that was how I first ever started. When Tumblr was just like softcore porn yes. and now yes. it's shut down. Bring back is... the old Tumblr, I said. Right? R.I.P. I miss it. Mm. Like, was it a really shitty angle? Like, what was the photo? Like, no, why it did it go classic. so viral? Yeah. It was, I, I don't know what exactly it was, but I remember I was in a David Bowie singlet with just like the dick between my legs hanging down. Okay, and then talk us through. Like, at what point did you go, I need to monetize this. I need to jump yeah. on this and do something. Well, it was actually just recent because I... I moved back to Australia, I was living overseas, moved back to Australia, and I was in hotel quarantine for two weeks. Bored out of my mind, started a Twitter page and just started posting dick pics again, just yeah. for the fun. And then it was a couple months after that, I met a girl and she had an OnlyFans. And I told her about my Twitter page and she's like, you're wasting money not selling it. 
Yeah. And then yeah, I started an OnlyFans, and within the first month, I was in the top like one point one percent. Wow. So I just kind of kept riding the wave, and people asked me to shoot with them, so I started shooting, and now it's just yeah living the dream you know what's crazy about that i met this really awesome chick she was a sex worker and she was like oh i i got a dm from this guy to collab and i took a look at his stuff and she was like i don't think i can do this guy like i don't think i can take it which is so interesting so when you're working with people especially in the industry do you find that you get turned down a little bit or is it all like people are into it there's definitely some people that won't work with me for the size like they i've sent them a message to shoot and they'll reply like love your work but there's just no chance like they're not taking the risk yeah but more often than not it gets me a lot of work how does it work i'm really naive obviously (laughs) but i'm like how does it work with realizing what you can and can't take for people to just straight away go like oh (laughs) piss off i can't take it it's not gonna work (laughs) like is there is there a requirement in in being able to handle the girth master there are big name girls that i know like wouldn't be able to handle it because they might have worked with somebody similar near my size before other times girls like maybe they've had boyfriends in the past or they've experienced something similar and they just know it's not for them mm. or at least they don't want to you know push themselves to take it which is have, totally fine do you have any tips for girls who do want to take a big dick <laughs> like size queens out there how yep. can they prepare to take somebody like girth it's all about foreplay i think like you need yeah. good foreplay, someone you have a connection with, you can like communicate with, like actually get turned on because that mm. just relaxes everything. Mm. Lube as well is key. I never go to a shoot without lube because mm-hmm. that's just, some people show up without it and I can't believe it. Like, that's, I that's can't a brave believe woman. that. Yeah. That's like showing up to the workplace without the emotional support water bottle. <laughs> like that's like part of your job to have that, surely. Does that come from an ego place? Like, oh, I can def, I don't even need lube. Like I've got I, a while. I can, I yeah, can definitely. take this. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so interesting. When you say about like the connection, the attraction to somebody, do you feel like that does help you in your work? Like, do you feel like you get a better performance, I guess, if you are attracted to somebody or you have some kind of like intimacy? Yeah, absolutely. Because I, all of my work is on OnlyFans. So it's kind of, I, I pick my shoots and work with people that want to work with me. So because of that, I'm working with people that I have a connection with. And I think that really helps a lot in the quality of the shoots and kind of the authenticity of the whole experience. Yeah, because we actually just did an episode on faking it. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I think it correlates with like the percentage of women or people with vulvas are able to fake it more or do fake it. And Mm -hmm. I think that happens in porn as well. We spoke to Angela White about that. Um, But is this something that you have to sometimes do? Like, have you ever faked it? And if like the moment isn't happening, but this is your work, do you kind of have to push yourself? Not really, no. Like, I'm really lucky in like, Again, with the whole OnlyFans thing, because I can pick all my own shoots, I work with people that I either have, feel like I have a connection with, I'm attracted to, mm. people that would make great shoots. Mm. So because of that, it's I never really have to push myself too hard because the people I'm working with are great already. And I know they're good at what they do. Yeah. Do you ever have like a coffee date before you do it? Like Sometimes, to get the vibe? yeah, yeah. Because I feel like if you were just like to call yeah, me Yeah, you something. rock off and you're like, close off. Well, now we're going to fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, like do you, do you talk through how this is going to play out? Because I guess when you think about like, Traditional mainstream porn, there's a script usually. Mm. There's yeah. a narrative. There's like sometimes an intimacy coordinator. Like there's real set standards of like how this is mm. going to play out and where, what hand's going to go where and what's going to happen. So is that kind of part of the coffee chat? Yeah, well, so it's definitely less regimented than like a traditional porn set, say on browsers or something like that. It's more of a just a conversation beforehand and I'll go through and we'll discuss basically everything that could happen from kissing, fingering, choking, spanking, anything in the realm of possibility for the shoot. 
we'll discuss it if they want to do it, if they don't want to do it, or like, you know, yes, but. And what I'm looking for is enthusiastic consent during that conversation. Like if I ask a girl if she likes to be slapped, for example, and she just gives like a meek yes, then I won't do it. Mm-hmm. But if she says something like, make my ears ring, then I know she's on board and I'm happy to do it. I'm obsessed I've never with that. heard that before. <laughs> Me either. I love that. Make my ears <laughs> Can I also say it's so refreshing to hear you say that, like the enthusiastic consent yes. and like, yeah, you. I feel like especially for what you do, like you need to be able to like read between those lines. And I mm. think a lot of people like you, just like, civvies like us um you know struggle sometimes with yeah. that so my goal whenever i shoot is to make like i want the finished product to be something that when i send it to the girl she is stoked about it like she's proud of it she'll she wants to show everybody sell it to her fans and her fans are going to love it like that's my goal yeah so i really kind of it's important to read between those lines and find out what she actually wants on camera and get a shoot that you're both stoked with yeah mm-hmm. you spoke a little bit about going through boundaries maybe for her but is there anything that you don't ever feel comfortable doing like what's your off limits yeah i'm pretty wide open like i'm not into pain like feeling pain but otherwise yeah like probably don't stab me yeah don't stab me like (laughs) keep your nails out of my back but yeah don't pull my hair oh the hair (laughs) hair. i'm like that hate it when someone pulls my hair i hate it so much and i always have this thing about our hair because it's so like bleached and delicate we're like i have like three strands touch these little bits and you rip them off I don't have a lot of hair to go around. (laughs) Can I just quickly circle back to we were talking about preparing and like who can take it and who kind of knows that they can take it and things you can do to prepare. Mm. This might be a really dumb question, but it sounds so fucked, but is there an easier hole? (laughs) Sorry, but like is it easier to do anal, give head or if you're having like straight sex, like vaginally take a big deep, like which hole is the easiest? I'm going to rule out head because I've never been deep throated. Like it's just too thick to get past the jaw. What? Yeah. That does. That you tracks. haven't found a mouth that can take it. <laughs> Not yet. I put like a global casting call out. And I'm getting a trophy made to like if anyone can take it, they're getting a trophy. But otherwise, like vagina and anally, it depends on the experience of the girl. Okay. Like I worked mm-hmm. with Joanna Angel, and she tried to take it vaginally for about thirty seconds, and then just tapped out and said, "No, it's easier in my butt." And then wow. put it in a butt, and away we went. Oh my god. We were talking about it before because we were like the butt would be harder, but then I was like, no, because mm. you can. Use toys to, ex- yeah. you know, experienced yeah. girls, yeah. Like girls yeah. that experience with anal play, prefer it in the butt because it just stretches easier, I guess. You know, as well, we were talking about um, preparing, right, for girls to get ready to take the Girth Master. But what about you? Like, you put your body through a lot of physical intensity. Do you ever just come away some days and you're like, your dick is just red raw, and you're like, <laughs> fuck, I can't do it again? No, I got love for the game. Yeah. My like perfect rhythm is like doing it every day. Because like oh. when I do it every day, I get like a super consistent motion, and I know I have like perfect control over like what a lot of guys struggle with is finishing at the right time. But yeah. if I get into the right motion, then it's just you know I can control it perfectly, and it's great for shooting. Yeah, right. But do you do like the the coconut oil to like moisturize or anything? <laughs> no. Like no, nothing like that. No, wow. a health routine, pineapples. <laughs> yeah, pineapple. <laughs> pineapples make an appearance. Ah, uh, uh, I, I thought that. they might. You know, speaking of as well, the kind of like the rhythm and and yeah, lasting long. Do you have any challenges? by being so large because I'm I don't know if you've seen that doco my massive cock that one on the like UK doco <laughs> no, I haven't. basically it was this um, documentary about these guys who had a lot of challenges throughout life because they had such a big penis yeah a couple of them were like can't get a job few mm. people who were like can't have a relationship but they were like yeah sex sometimes can be really difficult when you're you've got a massive member so are there any challenges that you find yeah definitely if it's like a the first time I'm with the girl and I'm using a condom then 
that can be a challenge for sure because the condom's like tight, cutting off circulation. It takes some time to get it in as well if they're just a regular girl that isn't experienced with this kind of thing. Mm. So that can be a real struggle, like trying to keep it hard for long enough to get it in with that with the girl. But generally, like if it, and they'll know as well if it isn't going to fit. But generally, that just leads to us having kind of like lesbian sex for a couple hours. Just like extended foreplay. Yeah. What about, speaking of condoms, like, is that hard? Like, if you, like, down the road shops, like, obviously, you're not going to have girth master size, <laughs> emotional support, water bottle size. Where are you getting your condoms for? And is that hard to find? So I get mine, there's a company in the UK that custom makes them. So I get mine custom made, sent from overseas. Do you have to send your, like, measurements to be like, hey, can you do this exact measurement? Yeah, well, I put in my measurements and it's like the maximum size they make, so... They send those over. I think there's 72 millimeter around condoms. Wow. Whoa. Okay, wait, I just had a thought. Do people ask for your mold? Yeah, I was yeah. just about to ask. I that. was like, talking of custom made, I was like, do you have a mold? Firstly, I was like, you should get your own made like condoms, mm-hmm. like Girthmaster branding, but then also the Girthmaster dildo. Yeah, well, I thought of making my own condoms, but I don't want the liability if they break on someone. <gasps> no. Uh, that's, not my, that's not my we problem. Were just, we were just <laughs> talking about that. We want to make hookup we ones. We want hookup ones, but then it's like, what if someone gets pregnant? And Never then it that. falls back on us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would not look good. It's not going to. No, so as for like the dildo molds, I am in, that's in the works. Next oh time. Oh my God. I don't know if you're familiar with the company Doc Johnson, but I've been in talks with them and they're like okay. the number one fake dildo manufacturing company in the world. Okay. So people have been asking for this? A lot. Yeah. yeah I bet. I've tried making my own with the Clone Willy kit, but I don't fit in the tube. And it takes like three containers of silicon to make. So it costs like hundreds of dollars to make it myself. Oh my God. No, you should. This is crazy. There's a market for this. You should not be doing this by yourself. When is the prototype coming out? We want to know. Hopefully by the end of the year. Oh my God. That is so good. In the next few weeks, they're going to do like the casting and all that sort of thing. I'll get the prototype probably a couple months after that. Yeah. I'm hoping it'll be out by Christmas. Oh my God. Ah, Christmas (laughs) Put it in your Santa sack, babe. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, did you guys hear about that story that was going viral on TikTok and Instagram about that woman who, um, <laughs> this is so crazy, but she basically like took her mum's dildo, oh, fucked yeah. herself with it, and then found out the dildo was a mold of oh, her, her dad. dad. Oh, no. It was insane. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. It was pretty hectic. On so many levels. Like, don't take your mum's dildo. And she went to the mum. I don't know what kind of relationship they had, but she literally went to the mum. She was like, I just had the best orgasm. Thanks for the dildo, mum. And she was like, that is your father's. That is disgusting. <laughs> I've oh. never heard anything like it. It sounds like something from Reddit, but I don't know. Um, Pete was talking about that doco before, and she mentioned that one of the challenges was, like, struggling to have a relationship. Mm. What's your dating life, and how do you navigate? Navigate that. Like, do you tell people straight up? Is it in your bio on so it's dating not, app? It's not in my bio. I've got like my, my my first hinge picture is pretty suggestive. You can see a bit of a bit of a bulge in there. So I think girls kind of know what they're getting into. My routine is I wait for the second drink on the date to tell them. Like, once we start having the second drink, I tell them, "Hey, by the way, when I said I work in marketing earlier, what I meant was like I do OnlyFans." And then they ask the questions about it, and it comes up. So ah. they get they get a little bit of pre warning about it. What's been your reactions from dates? Usually pretty good. Yeah. Like, as long as it fits, great. Really? Yeah. Okay. And usually like it's they don't really find the OnlyFans thing too off putting. Okay. It's at least like something juicy for the group chat later on. Yeah, because Pip <laughs> yeah. and I were like debating it a bit before you came in. Cause Pip was like, I think it's easier for guys on OnlyFans than it is for girls re stigma, if there is mm, any. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was like, I don't kind of feel like there might be more stigma for guys. Like, I feel like it's a very, like, popular thing at the moment for girls to be like, 
I'm jumping on OnlyFans mm. and maybe a bit more accepting. But yeah, that's like our difference of yeah. opinion. Like, what's yeah. your thoughts on that? I think generally speaking across the board, there's more stigma for women in sex work than men. Okay. Like I've never faced any backlash whatsoever when I tell anybody my career. Like my aunts, uncles, mom, sisters, nobody's really had anything to say. But I know a lot of women that have had like family members cut them off, parents stop talking to them. Like that's OnlyFans as well. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it seems like when a guy does it, it's like a novelty and it's mm. like a nice moment yeah. for like dudes <laughs> and, and women are like intrigued and it's like, mm. oh, okay. But yeah, for a woman, there's so much shame attached to it. Yeah, I always hear like that I'm living everyone's dream. But then if their daughter was to start on OnlyFans, there's no way they'd say the same thing. Mm. So are you currently dating at the moment? Yeah, I'm going on a few dates here. And yeah. There. So do you reckon you'd be down for like a relationship or at the moment is it just kind of like you're traveling, working too much? Like what's the go? Yeah, at the moment I'd say I'm traveling way too much for a relationship. Like mm. I'm about to go overseas again tonight. And at the end of this trip, I'll have been overseas for six months of the year. So like, I'm Whoa. overseas a lot. Yeah. For work? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm shooting. Yeah. So you're meeting like, up with meeting like up. other international... Yeah, I travel to America, to Europe, and yeah, shoot content with creators all over the world. I'm okay. dying. Like you literally just <laughs> flew in from Brisbane today to chat to us, and now you're literally just said you're going overseas tonight. To Amsterdam. Yeah. What? I know. <laughs> we talk about this because it is like this fantasy lifestyle that people think they might get when they get into OnlyFans, mm-hmm. but really it only happens for such a small percentage of people, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think especially for men... There's a lot of prerequisites to being a creator that, or to being in porn in general that automatically rules out a lot of guys. Size is one of them. You need like at least an average size dick and it needs to look nice, like an aesthetic dick. You need to be able to get it up and keep it up and you need to be able to finish when you want, like not too early, not too late, which mm. I've heard a lot of guys struggle with. Mm. And so if you have all those things, then you stand a pretty good chance. And as long as you're like a respectful kind of guy and personable, you can get pretty far. Do you feel like, because whenever we've had conversations about women being on OnlyFans, we've had a kind of a bit more of a realistic lens of like a lot of women, especially in lockdown, were like, oh, I'll just make an OnlyFans and I'm mm. obviously going to make heaps of money. But it's actually just people who are really famous on TikTok and Instagram mm. who then capitalize on their following already to <laughs> then make an OnlyFans and succeed and end up in the top 1% or whatever. But do you feel like because maybe there isn't as big a market for guys out there, on OnlyFans, in, like it's not as flooded as a lot of women coming on it, there's more of a chance of doing well if you meet all those criteria. Yeah, if you're a male with those criteria and you're personable, it's. I, I feel like personally I've had a very easy experience getting to where I am. Now, It's that's not to say it's not hard work. Like There's a lot of marketing involved. And I'd say OnlyFans is really more than anything a marketing job. Like mm. I spend most of my time working at the computer, which is why those people with the big platforms that you mentioned do so well, because they already have that platform that comes and follows into OnlyFans. And you were saying as well to us that you actually used to hide your face, but now mm. you're like, it's unpixelated, I'm here because yeah. it's more marketable because people can see the Absolutely, whole yeah. version of you, right? Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, so I didn't show my face for the first, I thought I'd say eight months that I was on OnlyFans. And it really, I was still doing fine, but it really held me back in a lot of ways. I couldn't get on TikTok. I couldn't take regular pictures of people I'd worked with. And yeah, an opportunity came up to do a YouTube video with Kazumi, who's a big uh, female creator in America. She's the chick that flies her like banners at Coachella and stuff like that. And so I thought, like I was looking for a reason to show my face and that came up. So I jumped on it. And since then, like my income from OnlyFans has gone up, like fan engagement's gone up. And I was really looking for a way to connect with the fans more. Mm -hmm. And that's really done a, had a big had a big impact on Obviously, that. that was something you were worried about impacting your personal life, like in mm. your old job before you were only on OnlyFans. Did that, like your fear, did that actually happen? Like when you were 
then recognizable and it started doing well like how was how did you feel after like we kind of oh that wasn't actually scary and no yeah, one it, actually cared great now so when when i showed my face i was over in america and i'd so i'd quit my day job to go to america make content and like take the leap to see if i could make it big and by the time I, when i got back to australia from that i've been recognized in public like a few times since and it's been fine yeah. like there's no real nothing's at stake anymore for me i don't have a job i can lose i'm self-employed Everyone that knows what I do is a fan. Like people from high school find my page and they like follow me and send me messages like, love to see it, man. Oh, that's so funny. Cause like, obviously we get like the odd message like that or like, you know, people who like in football or a musician or whatever, and they're starting to do like a bit, Mm -hmm. like a well or whatever, they'll get the odd like high school person be like, you're killing it. Like, love your work. I love that you're getting that as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's like class of 2011 represent. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. Are the fans like, what's the community like, I guess? Is it nice? It's really good. So I've tried pretty hard to cultivate like a respectful community in my following. And like if anyone says anything negative, I kind of just block them or like shut them down. Mm. But yeah, my fans are generally really nice. Like I've, generally, if they see me in public, they'll send me a message like, hey man, I saw you out. Like, is it okay to say hello? I've had people like in person, like they're usually drunk when they say something in person, yeah. but... You know, they'll shout something out and it's really sweet, yeah. Oh, the fans are great. I didn't even realise that there would be a fan around this, but it makes I sense. I mean, we were like... fanning all day. <laughs> yeah. like, Actually, yes, yesterday somebody <laughs> wow. paid me to do a... us. <laughs> yesterday somebody paid me to do a cameo for their friend who got engaged. Oh, my God. So I did God. like a wedding shout out. I love the that The girth master so is much. popping. I have to ask, though, like... Do you ever feel, I'm just, I'm thinking about you, it's very niche, but you probably haven't seen it, but there's a Sex and City episode where Samantha gets with this guy who is famous for having a big dick Mm -hmm. as well, and he's just like, I I just, he wants to like talk about his poetry, and he's like, I'm more than my dick, like, (laughs) do you ever feel like that? Like, sometimes you're just like, obviously this whole interview, we've just only been talking to you about your job, but like, do you ever feel a little bit like, hey, I've got like, I write poetry, like, I've got this whole other part of me that like, isn't just my penis. Mm-hmm. No, cause, I mean, I have a great, like, circle of friends around me outside of work. So when I hang out with them, like, conversations are just regular, as if, like, I never did porn. Mm. So when I, people do talk to me about my dick, it's great. It's, like, a great talking point. It's a lot of fun. I live a great life because of it. It's, yeah, no regrets. Oh, my God. I want to be that so bad. <laughs> like, for, yeah, like, for anyone listening who is a guy and thinking about getting into OnlyFans, do you have any tips or getting into the industry just in general? Yeah. yeah. I'd say start out creating solo content. Like, learn how to light yourself well, learn what angles look good, learn how to market yourself, most importantly. Get on Twitter. Twitter's kind of like a LinkedIn for porn people. So get on Twitter, get on Reddit, get on Instagram, any social media you can, TikTok, to push yourself out there. And, like, really, like, yeah, push yourself out there. It's a marketing job. So make yourself look good, put yourself out there, and best of luck. Oh, I have a question off the back of that. Yeah. Um, for anyone who isn't getting into OnlyFans but sends dick pics, <laughs> can you please give us the, can you please give them some fucking tips? Oh my yeah, God, I was don't. about to ask the same thing. Oh! <laughs> I mean, you need good lighting. It needs to, don't have it just a dick. Get some of your body in it as well, like a bit of context around it. Don't be laying down in bed, like stand up, put a bit of effort into it. Like just after you've taken it, look at it and think if you want to receive that. Like, don't send a dick pic. Don't do it unsolicited. In the mind's eye, mm. you want someone to like, yeah, get in Would there. Would I find this hot? Would I've I seen some terrible this? ones. I get dick pics in the DMs every single day. Do you? Yeah. Why? Dudes love it. They just want to like, yeah, the they gays? just want to compare. Well, they they compare. Yeah, yeah gay, straightish dudes too. Wow. Everyone just sends me dick pics. 
I don't open. I don't open my message requests anymore. It's just nothing but dick pics. I would never think that that's what your message request would be. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. other dudes, dudes <laughs> just sending you dick pics to be like, "Yes, bro. Yes, I've got one too." But like, what do you think, bro? Write Can my I make dick. It? Yeah. That is like a whole thing, actually. Like the whole write my dick culture online. Mm. Like it's a really big thing. So yeah, that kind of makes sense but also it's like yeah wild to think oh yeah we were gonna ask you if you would ever be up for doing like male on male stuff so i'm not no like it personally doesn't interest me like men don't attract me and like there is a big audience there. there's a huge market for gay porn but i just feel like it'd be so disingenuous if i did it just for the money like i feel yeah. like i'd be ripping off the fans also like you said that you do the work you do when you're attracted to the person mm. and yeah. it's more meaningful and you have that connection Absolutely. yeah i think that authenticity comes through in the finished product too and the fans can tell if you're genuinely into the person and into the film hundred percent yeah hundred yeah, i think we're all fucking sick of the you know the like classic mainstream porn yeah where it just feels so performative yeah, yeah. I think that's why there's such a market for only fans because it's fun to like you can leave in the bloopers you can leave in the little bits like People get the real authentic look into the like the sex of two people. And yeah. it's not you haven't got to focus so much on having the perfect camera angles and the perfect lighting. It can still be that raw type of like convey the feeling more than just the imagery. Yeah. And that's the, I guess the joy of doing it like independently as well. Mm. And you can also just take yourself out of like maybe like maybe not the male gaze, but at least you have like a real collaborative effort with like the partner that you're with, particularly like a woman. So yeah, I imagine, like, you guys would be able to, like, come up with some really fun, creative ways to just, like, have fun and do it, like, genuinely. Uh, like yeah. the, uh, the handstand? People and I saw yeah. that you did. <laughs> the handstand. Shoot, doing a handstand. Held her upside and, down yeah, and, like, standing and we 69. Like, That's so, like, crazy. <laughs> you know, speaking on that as well, like, I imagine that you're not pulling that move in, like, your personal life, hey? <laughs> no, yeah, no. like, is your sex life in real life different to what you do on camera? Definitely different, yeah. Because when, like, in personal sex life, you don't need to think about the camera angles at all. So, kind of, the bodies are much closer. You don't have to f mess around with the lighting or stopping shooting to change camera angles at all. It's just really that fun, passionate sex. So we were talking in the office about how we get inspired to make content by consuming a lot of different content, like mm -hmm. podcasts and TV shows and everything. Um, do you ever watch like other porn to like get inspiration <laughs> or like get moves and be like, oh, okay, they did like this? Yeah, something that I love about Twitter is I can be scrolling through Twitter and I'll see like a really cool porn move. I'm like, I want to try that. And now I can even like, if I see the girl in the porn, I can send her a message like, hey, like, let's shoot. We can recreate like, that exact thing. Can you name any of like the moves that you've been like, yeah, stoked to try? <laughs> there was that. There was a girl in Spain who gave like every blowjob video of hers was like amazing. And then I finally one day found her page and I was like, sent her a message straight away. Like, can we work together? And yeah, she said, yes, I was going to be in Spain the next week. So I got a chance to shoot with her, which Did, was incredible. Obviously didn't do the deep throat. <laughs> no, she didn't. Oh. No. The, the what is it? The elusive deep throat. I can't mm. deal with your life. Like, it's literally just Rockstar. being like, hey, what's up? Let's collab. I'll be in Spain. Next week, I'll be in Amsterdam. Then I'll be in LA. Like, you know, like that meme what? of Lady Gaga that's like, bus, train, another bus, sleep, <laughs> rave, repeat. Yeah. Like, that's you. Um, also, like, you can totally say no to this, but like, out of interest, like, with your earnings, like, when you said you're in like the top one percent, is there like a like a salary that we could like compare that to? Like you could totally say no to this, by the way. I mean, if you're in the top one percent, you're making what would it be? I haven't been there for a while. If you're in the top four percent, you're making around forty thousand dollars a year around minimum wage, and then okay, that's like you could doable, but terrible. you'd be yeah. you'd top, be struggling. 
top percent, I think you'd be making around, I'd ballpark a hundred thousand dollars. So then do we just times that by zero <laughs> point ten? I'm, make, I'm making a good living. Yeah, that's amazing. I love this for you. This is just so fucking cool. And to think it would just started in like just on Tumblr, on Tumblr, yeah. a dick pic going viral. <laughs> RIP, bring Tumblr back. Yeah, Tumblr is like my inspiration for how I shoot now. Like yeah. every time I'm like picking a scene, like an angle for a scene, I'm thinking like, would this go hard on Tumblr? Is this <laughs> angle something that Tumblr people would love? I love that. I love that so much. You like turn up the grain, make it black and white. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, when you said the David Bowie shirt, I was like, the girls would love that. There's a vintage kind of style back yes. then. Like people love that. No, I love the journey. Like yeah. I just love that it just happened so quickly. And that also like you just seem so happy. Like yeah. it's so nice to like meet you in person and it's just like, yeah, you're just yeah. like, I'm, I love my job. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely stoked with how it's all turned out. And I'm still just riding this crazy wave of like, my career is still growing. It's progressing so well. Before you go, do you have any like goals? Yeah, like, what do you want to manifest? Trajectory. Let's manifest yeah, yeah. in the studio. Like, what do you want to like? I don't it's know. It's crazy how well, how well manifesting has been working. Like, everything I've thought that I wanted to hit, I've like hit soon after. Yeah. My career goal on camera one day would love to work with Angela White. Like, <gasps> she's the best. We hope in she the world. follows us. She follows. <laughs> We talked to her in the DMs. We We're friends. We literally chat to her. We love her. She's the she's best. She's the best. She is incredible. Okay, manifesting that. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> we'll make it we'll happen. Do yeah, so then <laughs> apart from that, um, like I'd love to be able to retire my mom because she's like, getting yeah. around 60, still owes a bit on the house, and I'd love to be able to get her to a position where she doesn't have to work anymore. Mm. She's like worked so hard her whole life. Just let her put her feet up if she wants to. I've got yeah. a sister living overseas with a couple of kids that she'd love to visit more, so... If I can get her in a position where she can do that as often as often as she wants, I'd love that. Then I feel like once I've done that, then I can kick back and kind of my money's my money and yeah. take it easy. This is That's so, so wholesome. wholesome. I was like, <laughs> I can't. No, I like not even like I love a fucking Ferrari. I, I love a Chrome Tesla. <laughs> no, that's like pure goals that's in really life. Really sweet. Like honestly, yeah, you've nailed it. And yeah, obviously, we wish you all the best for these manifestations. We know that you're going to get there. Hopefully, so in the future, it'll be an interview with you and Angela White in the same yeah. studios. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love that. We can dream. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. Oh, we like, love you, love guys. Thank you, Gopi. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I was so smitten by the end of this interview. I mean, not only me. Dee and I were both. Like, um, I think we love Girthmaster. He's just a very warm, um, gentle soul, like just a lovely guy to meet and just a really fun person to chat to as well. We hope you really enjoyed this interview and this bonus pod. If you want us to interview anybody any guest ideas, let us know at Triple J The Hookup on our Instagram. Um, and also give us a rating if you like too. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye.